Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. And it's a fucking World Beer Award winner. They're quite XPA, won a World Beer Award, and now they've got the new Another Lager. So if you have, if you plan it, you know, you're in the midst of a bit of a Feb fast or something like that, mm. head on over, heapsnormal.com, chuck duty free in as the promo code, free shipping around Oz. Yeah, some people are weak enough that they need to have, need to be told to do dry July or February, mm. you know, dry February, whatever it is. Yeah. I just do it myself because I'm a, you know, adult. But uh, heaps normal. One of the advantages of that is whack it in a stubby cooler. Yeah. People can think it's normal beer. You can be just as aggressive. Yeah. After three or four of them in an hour. <laughs> Fine. Why are you st- and you'll be quicker on foot when you get away. Well, yeah. You- throw punches faster. <laughs> the ones you cop will hurt more. Why are people looking at the calendar to figure out when they need a break? I never know when there's the possibility of a divorce coming up. It just happens. <laughs> so that's when I get on heapsnormal.com and I turn it all around. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Mate, how am I going? It's 100 episodes, man. We did it. Oh, yeah. I, I said we'd never make it. We did it. And yet we have. We've bloody done it. Who would have thought? Honestly, most comedians do 10 to 20. You did a, you did a podcast once. What did you get? Four eps or something? Fuck, yeah. Who knows? By myself. One out every month and a half, perhaps. Just that sort of schedule. What I really like, yeah, I try to interview people and you go, that's been done. I don't have anything new to say there. Then yeah. I try to do it a bit by myself and realised I'm not mental. Oh. I do prefer someone to have your favourite thing, Heggy, a little bit of banter with, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what the weak link is mm. in all of those things is other people. Mm. Fucking guests. What a, I don't know how those ones do it. Yeah, just nailing down dickheads to come for free, admittedly, <laughs> to come and talk to you for an hour. Yuck. Do it yourself. We're not relying on guests. What this show relies on is humans being human. And fuck me. Yeah. I mean, I don't even rely on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Man, there's time. I've just turned the mic off, walked away. I've gone for a nap. Yep. And you're just reading out your, your angry all caps fucking document in front of you. <laughs> And I just chuck in some sound effects you joke later. About that, I'm not. I'm not far <laughs> off all caps. Oh no, I Gotta see head you back to the optometrist soon. Yeah, you are. You are adjusting your glasses a fair bit, and I am seeing a man typing on a phone just using one finger at a time. It's not double thumb action. So I don't. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> double thumb, crazy. <laughs> my my version of that was those people who could write with both hands on the blackboard. Mentals. Oh, whoever did that? Well, you'd see it on sixty minutes or something. Every oh day yeah, day. yeah, those people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird shit. Never happy. No more dodgy tradies. Let's find someone who's ambidextrous. Nah. <laughs> um, mate, how was the how was the week? You're back. You're back in Sydney. Oh, back. Little SEQ tour. Uh, Toowoomba was a success. Gold Coast, pretty good. A couple of hit and miss gigs. One in particular, pretty bad. But uh, other than that, all good, man. It's the Goldie, man. Yeah, I'll chalk it up as a win. You been gigging? Uh, I have. I got to. I did a few spots at uh, some rooms around Melbourne last week. Then on Saturday, got to do. I think one of my favourite gigs of my life 
was Grapes of Mirth, yeah. run by our mate buddy Merrick Watts, yeah, comedian slash SAS uh, Merrick Watts. Oh, I saw him in a photo with you in shorts. Did he do the gig in shorts? No, Mez didn't. He just did a bit of stuff up top. Uh, in shorts. A little bit of housekeeping. In shorts, yeah, fucking oath. Mm. It was like 30-odd degrees in Tassie. Mm-hmm. That's where the hole in the ozone layer is, is above Tassie. Oh, I've been there. It's hot, but I'd still wear jeans before getting on a stage. All the time. Man, I saw, I remember, we did a live show in Brisbane the other week, and that day, fuck, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it back because I got maggot because that was the fifth of five shows for me that day, and uh, we started drinking with the little dum-dum club boys across the road at Lefties. Yeah. And I went on stage in shorts there, but, man, I don't care. It's a podcast. I'm in shorts now. Who cares? Well, I mean, I'd come from I, – I took it slightly easier, had to, but, um, yeah, whatever. Still, you know, supposed to be a professional of some description. Um, make the effort, you know, dress for the job you want. Yeah, I got it, man. <laughs> Talking shit in shorts. I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, stand-up comedy, now Now that I've been married uh, and I'd never do that again. Don't have to. Um, stand-up comedy is the only reason I own pants. So uh, we've just got to – man, something's got to happen. It's only, I think, Gabriel Iglesias, that big American dude, American-Mexican dude. He rocks around. He can't get into but he's jeans. A, yeah. No. Yeah, well, he's in denim shorts, which is – yeah. Worse than normal shorts, I reckon. Yeah. Fucking, what's his name? Body, bodybuilders can't get into jeans, so they all wear shorts. Ronnie Coleman, never saw him in trousers. <laughs> Tights, which probably were trousers originally. Sweating um, in that police uniform. But, mate, hey, quick yeah. talk of gigs. Gigs coming up. Get on to midflightbrawl.com. Live show in Sydney, Sydney March 5th, Potts Point Hotel. Tickets going fast, and we're lining up uh, Gold Coast, Hobart, Launceston, Canberra, and Adelaide. Yes. We'll be on sale soon. Um, I've just got to check, though, before you go. It, it, uh, normally, your Zoom background, it is a grim house, a home of a murderer, mm. but once in a while, we do get a beautiful estate. This looks like it's off bloody realestate.com.au's front page. Oh, it's fantastic. Where, where is this? This is, a, this is a backyard, this is in, uh, one of those great backyards that's almost exclusively pool. Which you think, what, no a, fence. what a waste. Why of, should you? Oh, well, that's either America or Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is America and yeah. it's this is the home of your mentor and uh, one of the people you've looked up to for a long time as a, uh, as a comedian in particular, oh, a stand-up a, uh, and a broadcaster. Oh. It's in Austin, Texas. This is home of... Uh, he's also a prominent podcaster, although maybe not for long. Who knows? Joe Rogan's house. <laughs> yes, this is Josh Rogan's house. <laughs> Josh Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a time. Well, man, yeah, he's found himself in a pickle this week. Freedom of speech has changed its parameters <laughs> of late, so take care, everyone. They're coming for all of us. If they can come for this you know, icon of the 20th century, and one of your close friends, they can come for us, mate. I don't. Is that is that Joe Rogan's house? I thought his backyard, unless your head's in the way of it, has a massive fucking Buddha statue. Is it behind you? Oh, probably. Is he a Buddhist? Well, I don't. Just one of those. I, I dare say he owns heaps of houses. They're about fucking. This is probably about a half a million dollar house in the US. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say he's got heaps of houses. You can't survive for just one house when you're rich. Why should you? <laughs> Mate, we've got a uh, – we had a guy on the radio the other day who is tracking – he keeps getting in trouble. He's a 19-year-old that goes to college in Florida. He's figured out a way to track Elon Musk's private jet. Yeah. He just keeps putting up the flight paths on Twitter. Well, you just sneak up to it and put a little – one of those <laughs> Apple things, the magnets on it. No, he just fucking – stabbed his devices. Stabbed a paint can and just follows it in a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he – um. It's weird. Elon Musk has cracked the shits, even though he does it for a bunch of celebrities. He just like showing, um, he's like, come on, you guys, guys are always telling us what to do and you know how to treat the planet well. I'm just letting everybody know that you spent two and a half grand of fucking fuel to fly 23 minutes. Yeah. What? As if he's not tracking everyone. Yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, he can see where my Tesla is all the time. <laughs> well, that's why he got, if he wants. The kid initially got offered five grand, he rejected it. Then they said you can have a Tesla for three years, but then you have to give it back. He rejected that. 
and now he said he wants an intern- internship and a Tesla. But there's no fucking way if I've annoyed a billionaire, I want one of their cars. I don't know how long it would work for slash not explode for. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a separate version of sticking it to the man. I'm going to get these people till they offer me money. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> not microbreweries, isn't it? We're starting an alternate. Oh, Carlton want it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> By the people for the people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is this a say? Get in. Fucking cash. Cash. Mate, we better boot on. I've got with this. I've got an ad. I've got an ad coming out any week now, and you better believe me when oh, I say this. I know. It's uh oof. I've turned my back on something that I love dearly. Oh, I'll be sending you some clips to cut up, buddy. <laughs> Jeffrey thing must go. I'll send them to Rad and get him to send them to me and tell me how to play them. Then you send them to me, tell me to put them in blindly yeah. and then just push them. <laughs> push them when you request them. <laughs> um, but, hey, our live show is coming up, lukehegge.com, nickcody.com.au. Um, mate, I think that's it. Should bloody get stuck in. Thanks again to everyone who's listened over the 100 eps and told their mates and supported us somehow. We really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, people keep being fuckheads. There should be another 100 coming up over the next 100 weeks. Oh, yeah. Sweet. right out. Mate, this week we're going to look at June 12, 2007. What a beautiful oh, year. Yeah. Good old Thomas Cook. Oh, uh, yes. Can I have a guess? Yes. I do not know where this is coming from, but it's mm-hmm. always Thomas Cook. It's got Manchester in it. Damn straight. Yes. All right, great. Mexico to Manchester. Oh, Makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Poultry 10 hours, 30 minutes to cut Oof. loose. Um, before we kick off, though, a few things. Uh, you want to hear some complaints that have come across the desk at Thomas Cook, RIP gone too soon, <laughs> over the years? Yes. Okay. I've got about eight. I hope, I hope no one minds, but there's some good ones. I've poured through heaps. And now when you say come across the desk, well, you mean typed into fucking Google reviews or something? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> The complaints handler would have been fucking busy at Thomas Cook when it existed. Um, here's one. I was bitten by a mosquito. The brochure didn't mention mosquitoes. So Wow. That's probably that's, their that's what fault. We're looking at. Yeah. Um, no they crumbled. Yeah. On my holiday to Goa in India, good start, I was disgusted to find that almost every restaurant served curry. I don't like spicy food. Again, man. <laughs> Had they gone on Google before making the complaint, yeah. they could have just typed Indian food. Well, or, who, who goes anywhere and has no idea what's coming? These people, the English, they wow. want fish and chips in thick batter, <laughs> soggy chips. And then uh, John Smith's. Oh, John Smith's uh, draft. Is it John mm. Smith's a draft or is it, it's that creamy one, isn't it? Yeah, it's that slightly creamy one. Slightly. It's, not a fucking, it's not on a pump tap. It's not that creamy or is it? No, 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 not that creamy. It is your regular beer tap, but it does have a head on it. I don't know if I've told the story before. My high school girlfriend, her parents, they all moved from England when she was like year 10 and her dad was in the Air Force and turned up to Australia and went, no idea about these beers, went to the bottle shop and said, that's John Smith Colours, I'm getting that and took it home and it was a slab of VB. (laughs) Yeah. And he he opened the carton of cans and he took it back and said, is this a prank because I'm English? Like he thought our size cans, like, oh, you're taking the piss, are you? Yeah, right. And they're like, no, mate, that's just the size of our cans. <laughs> oh, it'd be good if you bought throwdowns. <laughs> Full respect to him. Oh, the, the old hand grenades, the VB hand grenades. Mm. Full credit to him. Tastes nothing like John Smith. Became his new favourite beer. Did it? Just on all the pretty <laughs> colours. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Just, Ugh. I love someone. That's like someone. Uh, that's like my wife being forced into backing a horse at a Melbourne Cup, in a Melbourne Cup sweep. Oh, the jockey with the purple. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, just as much chance. Um, here's another. We found the sand was not like the sand in the brochure. Your brochure shows the sand as white, but it was more yellow. So. That's because they've, they've all been there pissing on it beforehand. Like they got in there, you know, <laughs> the end of the weekend after some of their countrymen had already been there. Um, 
A lot, <laughs> lot of brochure problems here. Bit of false advertising yeah. from Thomas Cook. Uh, although Fuck, the brochure, what's that? Don't go to a fast food restaurant then. That's going to blow their fucking minds. Oh, the picture. That looks nothing like on the ad. Do a fucking defense from uh, <laughs> falling down. Remember he went into the hamburger shop? Yeah, he snapped. <laughs> <laughs> um, another another brochure issue here is uh, I think it should be exp- – oh, no. Although the brochure said that there was a fully equipped kitchen, there was no egg slicer in the drawers. So egg slicer. That's for when you the go to Spain an and boil up some eggs. Well, you get a boiled <laughs> egg, and it's got those. It's like a mandolin style. You know, you pull oh, the yeah. wires up, and then pull it down, yeah. and it slices it into ah you know, for your salads or for your sandwiches. <laughs> you. They would have had though. I guarantee at that place knives, which I oh, reckon you think so. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I think it should be explained in the brochure. Sorry, an egg slicer really has a. Fucking after midnight, call now. First twenty callers get oh. two egg slices for the price of one. To it, is it one of those Fucking devices? Early warning signs of the end of an empire when people <laughs> just can't use their knives to slice an egg. <laughs> I was at the hardware the other day, and there's I was getting some paint, and yeah. they said there's a box on the thing with paint tin openers. Like you're fucking kidding. I'll use Keys. a key. I'll use a fucking <laughs> screwdriver. I'm not buying a specific paint tin opener. <laughs> Waste of time. Um, I think it should be explained in the brochure that the local convenience store does not sell proper biscuits like custard creams or ginger nuts. Fucking who is having a custard <laughs> cream in Spain, you fucking English cunt? <laughs> and I'm half. My mum's from fucking Yorkshire. Yeah. I know. I you, um... <laughs> Oh, it's a... God, they really stick with their food, don't they? Oh, they fuck, don't yeah. want to budge some, on their food. Yeah, get some melting Try something. or a Nenish tart <laughs> in a, uh, a country that's never heard of them. It took us nine hours to fly home from Jamaica to England. It took the Americans only three hours to get home. This seems unfair. Oh, well. well these, you don't quite know if it's someone ripping the piss, but I, I don't that know. I'd like to think they're not. <laughs> I, that seems I, quite unfair. That could easily just be a young bloke <laughs> taking the piss. Quite I hope unfair. So. Well, I don't know. I hope it's not. Um, I compared the size of our one-bedroom suite to our friend's three-bedroom and ours was significantly smaller. <laughs> oh, well, that makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, when we were in Spain, there were too many Spanish people there. The receptionist spoke Spanish. The food was Spanish. No one told us there would be so many foreigners. That's got to be taking the piss. I don't know, man. I've, you don't I've, know. Yeah. Could be like that Three Wolves T-shirt thing. You know, the the reviews that? for that. There was, a, there was a T-shirt with the Three Wolves howling at a moon and it just yeah. the reviews just took off and just got more ridiculous <laughs> and people were contributing. It was quite funny. Um, we had to... This is my final one. We had to line up outside to catch the boat and there was no air conditioning. Mate. I mean, those countries are hot the, compared to yeah, England. That is that is real. That is real. <laughs> that one is for sure real. I, I do not understand. That is, well, Thailand's opened up again. So I know there'll be some just burnt shoulders getting around in a fucking singer singlet um, right at the minute. And you can go, you can fly all that way and then just go to Bondi Bar and then fly home, and you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know you went anywhere. We know someone quite well. The host of our little <laughs> sister podcast, in fact, is there right now. Yeah, he yeah. got there for 200 bucks return or something <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uber to the airport cost more than that. Couldn't say no. Not that mm. he would Uber to the airport. He'd prefer to go bus, train, bus. <laughs> fucking hell. Live a little. I think I went him on his own podcast for that, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, our mate today. Oh, he's, a, he's a fella called Scott Watson, and he's mm-hmm. – that's a common name. Not the most he's contentious English. Scott Watson in these times. Uh, there are many, but the most newsworthy for, for now is New Zealand's very own Scott Watson. And um, might I say, on the topic of Kiwis. Uh, can I have a guess? What? Well, it is that time of year uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, Winter Olympics. It's mm. the winter there. The Winter Olympics are on at the minute. Scott Watson, rack up a few. Rack up a few gold for NZ. Definitely not. Oh. Um, 
Well, on Kiwis, what an absolute treat it is in Sydney to see the Oteroa stickers across the back windows of so many Utes in Australia. Even here, they're terrified someone may mistake them for being anything other than a New Zealander based only on their driving, <laughs> which I must say from my experience riding a bike around the joint is fucking dangerous. <laughs> Unbelievable. Not much they enjoy more than a bit of dangerous driving. Um, the speed they drive, fuck. What's their show? What's the cop show? I'll occasionally catch clips of. I don't um, know. I know the Highway Watch Patrol? One. Is Something that it? Like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Busy. Just Kiwi cops pulling people over. Mm. They're so relaxed. That's oh. why it's fun. Yeah, the speed they drive is a genuine credit to a young man's <laughs> ego. They've got winding <laughs> roads, a lot of them, 100 kph limit on that. That's just a guide though, more of a suggestion than a law. If you if you slow down to 95 k's per hour for a tight corner, a cop will probably give you a ticket and call your names. That's where they are. <laughs> I, um, I dropped my car in for a service this morning and the car dealership is in a in pretty industrial uh, part of Melbourne and I dropped it off and I've walked out the front and just one block down there was a huge roadside vigil, all the crosses out and pictures and flowers. and Yeah, um, went people there, squeeze. like fresh. Uh, not not fresh, fresh, but went up for a squeeze. Plastic flowers? No, real, real flowers, I believe. Didn't get fresh. close enough. I was too too looking, uh, too busy looking at the photos. Um, and I thought, man, has this bloke just picked up his car from a service and gone, fucking, let's see what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> How much have they fixed this engine? <laughs> just pushed it to the limit. Can I get a name? I figured out. <laughs> oh, what was his name? A lot of motorbike pictures in there. So I figured out. Yeah. They didn't have to tell me what had happened. I, I solved it. Detective yep. Cody on the case. <laughs> I've solved it again. <laughs> solved it, had a sip of Jack Daniels and left. <laughs> um, Scott Watson, NZ in brackets, at the centre of a contentious 1998 double murder case in the Marlborough Sounds. Oh. No bodies found. Fair enough too. Vast area, pre-mobile phones. Marlborough. I just thought that was where my wife's white wine comes from. It is. I had no idea that there were murders there. Looks pretty nice on the bottles. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? All all murder locations quite nice to begin with, aren't they? <laughs> um, this is what happened, right? A couple, 17 and 21, no judgment, uh, went missing after attending a New Year's party at Furno Lodge in the Sounds. And um, Scott Watson, 30 at the time, turned up on his yacht, Blade, and attended the party full of teenagers. Again, no judgment. Sorry, sorry. His yacht... Was called mm. Blade. Yeah. Wow. That's so. <laughs> just pretend you're on the jury. Which way are you swaying so far? Um, I'm going to guess and say Scott did it. Whatever's coming up, Scott did it. A yacht called Blade. <laughs> and later on, right, two hairs belonging to I'll one co- of the I'll alleged. I'll cop a speedboat. A speedboat called Blade. Yeah. I'll cop that. <laughs> Do you reckon he had the? Wrap around Wesley Snipes' sunnies, painted onto the hull. <laughs> Is that Blade? It's Wesley Snipes' Blade. Yeah, Wesley Snipes' Blade. Right. Always bet on black. Um, two hairs belonging to an alleged victim were found on a blanket on his yacht. Scott oh. maintained his, in- his innocence, can't get out of prison. He, uh, he's still in jail now. He can't. He keeps getting denied parole. Right? He'd be out if he said he did it. But here's the thing. Your salary would be cracking a fucking smile over. In never admitting he's guilty, he's not allowed to access the rehabilitation courses and shit you do in prison that allow you to get parole. Oh. So. So catch 22. Fucking oath it is. I've said it before. stitched him up. And I'll say it again. You own a yacht, you're a target. You're not going to garner any public sympathy when you get accused of a double murder. Tall poppy. It's as rife in NZ as it is here. (laughs) Yeah, there is something about a yacht owner, isn't there? Oh, yeah. People love a high society murder. Piques the interest. Yeah, and there's I don't know I don't know why it is a yacht in particular that people just think, fuck you. Yeah, it's still just a boat. Yeah. It is annoying. Like they've said yacht, they could have said boat. They go, no, we're yeah. getting so it's a yacht. <laughs> um anyway, our Scott Watson is from uh Tint Whistle, Derbyshire, another fucking town. Um although Punk clothing fashion pioneer Dame Vivian Westwood is also from Tint Whistle. So, no idea who that is. Well, not much more punk than accepting a damehood from the realm, is there? Fight the system, Vivian. <laughs> um, 
Vivian Westwood, very famous fashionista. By the way, I love how you've said another fucking town. They should just have that around the world, really. Instead of like in oh. Australia, we've got, you know, Tidy Town, 1996 winner, just another fucking town. Yeah. Just say as you approach, you go, don't even bother looking for something. Oh, fuck yeah. This Chuck is another fucking town. Apple calls out the window. It's not even tidy. <laughs> just another fucking town. Keep driving. Um, Tint Whistle is a scenic 30-minute drive from beautiful Manchester, England. Uh, it's pretty much just a few streets bordered by major arterial roads. Although you can stop off on the way at Pixie Bakes Cakery and Coffee Shop. They let dogs in there. Um, wow. So check the icing on your cupcakes for hair. <laughs> uh, same thing at the Bull's Head. They let dogs just come in and sit right near people's food there too. So Fuck. Very dog-friendly Stinky town. Stinky dogs. Mm. Well, Stinky fucking dogs This ties inside. into another fact about Tint Whistle, the uh, mm. rampant dog ownership and love of fucking dogs. Just a few short years ago in Sleepy Tint Whistle, in a lay-by on the highway, some walkers came across a suitcase, which is never a nice thing out of its Something natural environment. But that'll mean anywhere near nature. Um, here's an, here's what a, a day for the town, though. Call oh, everyone around. Yeah, they did. Um, here's a cautionary tale again. Again, if you're rich, don't be friends with lowies who love gambling. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Because next thing you know, your torso may end up in a suitcase next to the highway and tent whistle while your former friend takes your credit card to withdraw 800 pounds to spend on the pokes. Oh, is that all? Jesus. 800 quid. Yeah. Man, if if you're chopping my arms and legs off, get more than 800. That's (laughs) That's all I ask. Get it all. And steal the car and go, just go big. Not a, you'd lend him eight hundred. The um, he probably would have. The, the the perp subsequently told authorities that um, the Vic was a male prostitute for high end Chinese businessmen passing through Manchester before he went to jail because not all juries are that fucking gullible. Age old story. <laughs> I wonder how would you feel having a slap on the pokes after murdering someone to get the cash to do it? It'd have to weigh on your mind. Somewhat entertaining as all those bright lights and loud noises are, surely back of your mind somewhere. There's a recent experience of killing and dismembering your close personal friend for money. Not really for us to judge, though, is it? You really need the free spins to just that. You need those big sounds. Oh, it would want to be a fucking good session. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have two machines going just to keep my mind. Oh, you'd off have it. to. <laughs> yeah, get through the eight hundred in five minutes. Get it over with. Fuck! Who was telling us the other day about their mate? Well, maybe I heard it on. Maybe I heard it on the mug off. Someone was talking about another great pod. Somebody's mate, just a proper gambler, would ram bits of coaster underneath the button. So it would just jam. They'd just jam the jam buttons in. Yeah. They'd just go on five machines at once. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the situation room. It's a, maest- it's a maestro. Yeah. <laughs> You'd want to cordon it the, off. The symphony. You're sitting there walking in with, yeah. with some rope and some witch's hats to the pokes. <laughs> yeah, oh, he knows what he's fucking doing. I'm going to watch. <laughs> Conducting. Get around him. <laughs> anyway, this um oh, eight hundred bucks. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, well, he's in the clink now. It's a few years ago. Uh, anyway, this Scott Watson is listed in the newspapers as company director. That's as well. That's lost a bit of its cachet, I believe. Mm. The few mouse clicks. Anyone can be one. I think I'm even. I'm one. one. I don't know. Yeah, you're you one, one. I'm one. Yeah. We're small business owner operators, mate. I'm a company director. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> the documents you can find on the internet, pretty infinite. Like I don't know what sort of builder Scott is, but I can tell you this. He's right. He's 
He's he's um he's company director for Peak Valley Construction Limited, and uh, he put in a planning application in two thousand six to change a kitchen window and door at the Hazelhurst residence in Simmondley, where he appears to have done a fair bit of work. So hope they're enjoying the extra light. The Hazelhursts <laughs> haven't been in touch, but that's that's the sort of shit we're looking at on the internet. Yeah. Um, you can just find everything. Good spot. I had, a, well, I had a sticky beak at some company documents from Peak Valley Jesus. Construction Limited and uh, a couple of other Watsons. You should play, by the way, if they make like an Australian NCIS, you're just the computer bloke. You're looking up stuff. Heggy, what'd you find? They're looking for people who can work Google. Yeah. Yeah. Lads, 13 years ago, found this picture of him on Facebook. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> You need it is an uphill battle. He's got blonde tips well past when they were Oh man. When there's a Scott Watson, you might as well be John Smith. It's a fucking <laughs> difficult now. I think it's only getting harder too. It's more Scott Watson's coming on the scene doing shit. You know, this plane incident, that'll be on page fifty of Google in a few years. There'll be enough murderers and, and people being dodgy. Um yeah, a couple of other Watsons are, are listed as directors. I didn't pour through everything, but there were a lot of new director, appointment terminated, new secretary appointed, resignations, and the kicker, company dissolved and struck off in 2009. So, Well, mate, you had limited at the end of it for a reason. Yeah, very limited in the end. Um, so 2007, when this incident occurred, quite a volatile period in Scott's life that he appears to spend mostly on the front foot. As default, um, <laughs> still, love, he fell in love, and love has a way of finding people at the oddest of times. Cupid doesn't run to a schedule. Uh, our Scott Watson has taken a break from the constant drone of traffic on the A six twenty eight near his joint, and he went to Mexico to get married. Took the kids, made a family holiday of it. Making he, him hold on. So he kids with this partner or previous yeah. kids. Previous yep, kids. Kids with this partner. No. Oh, previous kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, making him on the way back a newlywed. Oh, beautiful. But, uh, not unlike company director, the term newlyweds lost a bit of its innocent sheen since people get married on three or four occasions per lifetime now. Um, not our business though, is it? It's um, certainly someone's fucking business. <laughs> Was Valentine's. Oh, yeah. Heard that recently. I did hear Valentine's. someone say Valentine's. I say Valentine's. Valentine's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd have to, like if someone said, if you're young and someone said Happy Valentine's Day, you'd have to leave them, wouldn't you? <laughs> like that's a very early warning sign that you are fucking out of there, unless you don't know what it is, in which case marry them. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, if you both say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there couldn't be a better match. You should have to get married on the spot. You should have <laughs> fucking thriving business, Valentine's Day, as is the wedding industry. I'd love for my wife to say that now and just an accident, just a happy Valentine's Day. And I'd go, well, I'm only in it for the for the kids from this point on. Yeah. After that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, right, he was he was jovially maggot in that way that Northern English men generally are on a day-to-day basis. Um, <laughs> We're hard to put down. He had, I mean, it had been a big week over there in Mexico for him. He'd had a few more drinky poos on the flight. He's on the way back, right? They've, they've behaved themselves on the way over. Um, he got refused service. Oof. On a Thomas Cook flight. Mm. Fair effort there, Scotty. Oh, yeah. He's had a tanty and threatened the crew. And to be honest, not a lot of details. They were keeping shtum. Um, leaving us to assume what he said. I'm going to assume <laughs> that allegedly he said words to the effect of, give me more booze right now or I'll fucking kill you, allegedly. Um, but we just don't know. He did. Yes, another fucking drink. He did, however, continually threaten them uh, for the rest of the flight pretty much. And they're over the ocean, so they couldn't do too much. Maybe he looked at the little map on the back of the seat and thought, fuck this, I'm going for it. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah. Turns out. Depending well. Is he near the Bermuda Triangle? Can you blame it on that? Probably, yeah. If you're just flying around that part of the world. Oh, fuck, sorry, guys. I was in that weird spot back there. A lot of people crashed. I was freaking out. Now <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go. Well, that's the problem with diversions. Like we've had it before on this, but if it's a lowy like this, you should drop them off in a like a fucking tax haven like Bermuda. And if it's a first-class fuckwit, you should drop them off in a shit location. Just put them out of their out of their comfort element and see how they <laughs> see how they go. It'd be like a reality show where they just dump people in an environment. Yeah, there you go. 
Go for it, buddy. A reality show that could start at any time is pretty good. Oh, yeah. You don't even know you're going to be in it. (laughs) (laughs) Kicked Um, off in a place like that. Well, they're close to Mexico, to the UK, I figure. Just thinking about the map. You've got to go over Florida. You can just, just leave him there for a bit. You can have a few more drinks, get down to a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, turn it all around. He'd probably still be there, though. If they dropped him there, you'd go, <laughs> fucking sick, I hope this would happen. And it, ha- and it has. <laughs> Kids, get off. We're starting a new life <laughs> right now in the Dade. Um, the pilot, though. Oh, quick, just, sorry, just quickly. Conor McGregor. Mm. Did you see? He got, he got no. the <laughs> from the I? mayor of Miami, got the keys to the city. <laughs> Did he? Sick. <laughs> He's got a key to the city of Miami. I've never looked oh. who's got the keys to the city of Miami. Of Miami. I'd like to know the list. I imagine it's extensive. OJ probably oh. had them. Uh, oh. Ted Bundy would have had them briefly. List of keys to the city. Oh, mate. Hold on a second. Hit me. You are going to fucking love this. I'm sure I will. I need the dinger ready. It's quite a list and I just saw the first one. <laughs> All right. Musical group, the Jacksons in 1981. Yep. <laughs> 2004, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> also 2004, rap superstar Lil' Kim. <laughs> so they've had a break, like honestly, like a 20-year shift from yeah. Jackson's to Shaquille. 23-year break. Wow. Jackson's to, to Shaq. A bit scant on the keys. After Lil' Kim, Shakira. <laughs> um, oh, August 19th, 2009, Miami Commissioner Thomas... Uh, Regalado presented Armando Perez with a key to the city. Oh, sorry, you don't know him as Armando Perez, a.k.a. Pitbull. Oh, sick. Uh, Mayor Matty Boa presented the key to pop singer Adam Lambert. Hold on. For, oh, and the quote was for being brave enough to be openly gay on American Idol. Okay. All right. Venezuelan opposition leader. Nah. President of World Boxing Council. Nah. Another Venezuelan opposition leader. Nah. Trevor Noah, there we go. We've got a comedian in the mix. He's there. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is no one on this list who has selflessly done something for the town or anyone in that in that realm. It's all cap. It's all just you know me, me, me. Pop singers, millionaires, etc. And your well, mate. yeah. The last uh, oh, we finally got one. October sixth this year. Key to the city uh, presented to the 2018 Miami Dade County uh, Teacher of the Year. Rudy Diaz. So it just took 33 years since they started handing him out. Oh, sorry, 43 years. I stand corrected. Um, But, yeah, Conor McGregor, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, they all got him recently as well. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence for being the bad boys got the keys to a city. Bad boys for life. Next stop, knighthood. (laughs) Well, North Miami, Kim and Kourtney Kardashian, 2012. Uh, Is... You know, you know the other one from Bad. Oh. Is Martin Lawrence the other one from Bad Boys? Yeah. Is he the one who got in fat suits and dresses up a woman and stuff for movies? Is that him? Well, yeah, I think he has played characters like that before. Martin yeah. Lawrence, Eddie Murphy's done a bit of that as well. Oh man. Oh, who would have thought that the Miami key to the city? <laughs> Just <laughs> goodness. I mean, it's cultural. Well, of course, Conor McGregor wasn't going to be the first. Just, and I think oh, McGregor's never fought in Florida either. Oh, they're trying to get him there. He left a nightclub. Someone was taking a photo of him and he smashed their phone. There's the key to the city, champ. It's key, Enjoy. Mate. Yeah. The keys to the inside of the watch house. That's what it should be. <laughs> um, so the pilot, right, he's decided to not go all the way to Manchester. So the flight got diverted and uh, it has been a while, but uh, where do you reckon it got diverted to? Oh, well, there's, there's only one place it could go. Are we, mm. talking pretty cl- are we talking pretty close to the UK here? Yeah. Oh, I know. Welcome to Shannon Airport, gateway to the wide Atlantic Way. Shannon Airport. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He was so yum. close. So close to home. It's got to be more of a fuck around than just going to Manchester at that point. Oh, yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird weird decision, but uh, they want to make an example, obviously. The Irish pigs, the guard eye, boarded the plane and changed Scotty's status 
immediately. Status arrested. He was, uh, he was led away to clapping and cheering from the rest of the plane and charged with threatening and abusive behaviour. Um, they would be good cheers too. Oh, yeah, I'd be cheering. The Irish, there'd be chants and fucking the English. There's a good mix there. Oh, they're all just barmy army waiting to happen, those people. <laughs> Mate, by the way, the, the documentary Shane um, about yes. Shane Warne currently on Amazon Prime, some fucking good viewing. Uh, we've, both, we've, we've, both, we've both watched it and we're talking about it in Land Larrikins coming yeah, up. It's, um, <laughs> get around our Patreon. But uh, Very insightful. When Shane Warne cheated on his <laughs> – when Shane Warne allegedly cheated on his missus with two women – the UK before the ashes, mm. the Barmy Army chanted, uh, Shane, where has your wife gone far, far away? <laughs> yeah. But also the whole incident, I mean, when <laughs> Shane was explaining that, he said, yeah, it was very stressful having to go out and play the ashes after that. It was a real shame Oh yeah, that Simone he had said, to see that article. <laughs> yeah, first thing off the plane. Her and the kids have moved over to the UK to join him there. And he goes, I was very upset that the first thing she saw coming off the plane was that article on the front of a newspaper. Yeah. And I had to go and bowl. Me with a couple of women. But, uh, you know, it was <laughs> <laughs> can't be all things to all people, you know. No. Um, his solicitor, Scotty, asked that he be released while he was alone in the country because his new bride and kids obviously went home to tent whistle. They've gone, oh, you've done it again, Scotty. You're on your own. Imagine that. Like you get let off a plane oh. and your new wife just goes, see you, fuckhead. So good luck. I'll take the kids. See you when you get, yeah, pretty good. I reckon he was going to lose them at some point. Well, yeah, probably not a week in to the marriage, but I mean it's happened, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call it early. I don't know what's happened to his marriage since. Hard to find. Um, the, uh, the judge said no. You're staying at least overnight until your records from England arrive. And um, it's not a great start to a life together, is it, Starcross lovers? No. What do you mean your records from England? Is this well, 2007? Just send a fucking email. It's Ireland, mate. It takes a while. They sent a letter. Yeah. I don't know. They said, yeah, tomorrow we'll have your records from England. And they're glad they waited because uh, he could have been just, yeah, see you, mate. It's the first time you've ever done anything. wasn't. He appeared uh, promptly in a court in Athenry, as in the fields of. And uh, he's pleaded guilty to three offences, pled for the Seppos, guilty to three offences. <laughs> he um, he copped a whopping how many euro fine for this? I'll give you it if you tell me. I, I don't think they'll be fucking around. Mm. I don't think this is a case of, you know, we've had chicks just punch everyone and then they walk off, don't worry about it, mm. it's free. I reckon they're going to make... Um, an example of Scotty here, and I'm going to say 15,400 euro. No, I like the cut of your jib, but no, it was uh, 500 euros. Ah, oh, fuck. Good value. Makes you think, doesn't it? That is That's real good value. Not bad value at all, considering Thomas Cook estimated the cost of diversion was 16,000 pounds. Oh, fuck, I was close there. Yeah, you were pretty close to the to the. I was going on cost. their numbers. Yeah. I mean, surely going by the numbers, like you say, it's just not worth diverting unless it's critical. Nah. Like just order a stacks on on the fucking tannoy. <laughs> Get some taser guns for the girls. <laughs> Get to Manchester. We're too close to stop now. As if you wouldn't get a bunch of volunteers to just jump a bloke. We're all just sitting there angry anyway because life hasn't afforded us first class or a private jet. Just take your unhappiness out on a fucking thug. Go for it. Oh, and as if, like, they've got to be nine hours in. Or is it a nine-hour flight? No, ten-hour flight. Yeah. So they're flight. nine hours into a ten-hour flight. Mm. That's you're starting to drop the altitude. You, you know, you're coming yeah. down, getting ready. They're like, "Sorry, we're going to turn unless you all help." Who's not helping? Oh, for sure. Okay, do you want to go home tonight? Or you want to go to Shannon? There. I'd fucking bash someone twice my size, <laughs> or at least attempt it. <laughs> um, he's also gotten himself three months in the can. Oh, shit. Which is worse than 500 <laughs> pounds, I tell you. Um, that's where they get you. Yeah, that's, that's the little asterisks on that fine there. Yeah, uh, a contributing <laughs> factor for this was his seven previous convictions for threatening behaviour. Okay. What have we got? So, Do you have them? Do I need my bell? Well, no, because <laughs> it's uh, it's under seal. I don't have that sort of cash to splash ah, okay. on investigating people. Um, 
Rachel Dobson, solicitor for Mr Watson, said her client acknowledged his blatant disregard for passengers and crew and that his actions had brought a lot of shame and embarrassment to his family, who just fucked off on him. Uh, He's a hard worker for his dad's building company for over 15 years, but he has a difficult relationship with the drink. Hmm. Uh, Don't they all? The court was told. Mr Watson's most recent conviction was in the UK last month, like a month earlier, when he was ordered to do 60 hours of community service and fined 60 pounds in relation to engaging in threatening behaviour. Don't mind threatening people. Yeah. Look, that's a, like imagine, like I can't speak for the woman here. I'm not one to judge, you know that. But if you're about to go to Cancun and get married to the love of your life and he's happy to get on the plane, he's got 60 hours of CS hanging over him at the wedding. <laughs> I feel like that's not a clean slate. <laughs> He's been convicted of threatening someone less than a month before your beautiful day of days. Can you do some of that on the plane? Like get the hosties <laughs> to write you a note? Go, yeah, he grabbed all the cups and shit. He put them in the bin. <laughs> I don't know, probably. <laughs> Walk down with the trolley. I think people monitoring <laughs> community service, they'd take, a, they'd take a note from nearly anyone saying, yeah, he did this. Because it'd be hard to, yeah. hard to get these fucksticks to keep picking up papers under the overpass, wouldn't it? Like just, you know. Get out there. De-ice the plane, mate. Yeah. I wouldn't trust Scotty for that. <laughs> no, fuck um, I've seen a picture of the then 33-year-old Scott Watson. And uh tell you what, in this photo, he has his hair gelled up into a faux hawk. He looks exactly like a builder about to hit the town or court <laughs> for that matter, like short sleeve button-up shirt and oh, yeah. a gold bracelet. I think you know the yes. type. That sort yeah. of. Thick gauge, bit loose, never far away from a cigarette type of bracelet. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see those. I look in pawn shop windows as a as a matter of course, and uh, those bracelets feature quite heavily. I see them in a pawn shop window. And I think, oh, I could tell you what's happened here. Like if you're in a market for one of those, there are plenty secondhand. Just leave it out in the sun for a while. <laughs> it's going to be pure nicotine. <laughs> Did I, did I tell you once I've got a... I've what got the t- fuck? It's sterling silver. I'm going to have a few wipes with this rag. <laughs> That's not a gold bracelet. Yeah. Same colour as, as his moustache when he passed. Um, I know I know rose gold. I don't know durry gold. Yeah. I love that. The- <laughs> Look at my grandpa's roof. He's, my grandpa's painted his lounge room roof durry gold over the years. Did I tell you once I've got a, um, I've got a TV... Off, uh, off this couple who were heavy, heavy smokers, and uh, yeah. I brought it home. It was one of those. This is ages ago, like twenty odd years ago, and it had a back on it. Yeah, and I turned it on, and it started smoking. <laughs> like it just there was smoke. As soon as I turned it on and it heated up, there was smoke coming out of the back of it. I couldn't watch it. The secondary smoke got this piece of electrical equipment addicted to darts. Yeah, even the had, TV punches darts. <laughs> I didn't open it up, but it would have been just <laughs> thick with tar or something in there because it was unbelievable. I had to throw it out. Like I couldn't have it in the house. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I remember I um, did a couple of days labouring for a painter. I used to drink at the pub I worked at and I know why he got me in. He fucking stitched me up. This old house in Williamstown uh, just outside of Melbourne there and um, beautiful suburb but really high ceilings and it was someone that had just lived in there for, you know, 80 years. Yeah, purely punching darts their whole life. That's why they were here, to smoke indoors. Yeah. And cleaning that fucking roof off. It was so gross. Oh, quite an effort, like multiple <laughs> decades in a recliner punching darts. What a what a species. Um, anyway, I, I know this, this, like people would be sitting there, historians would be sitting there going, no, I wanted more plane-related information this story has been a bit scant on details but it was 2007 and when i saw his photo i thought this would be really interesting so stupidly i looked into tint whistle and the uh the scott watson murders and everything first and Mm. then i found not too much article wise in terms of the incident (laughs) but it was too fucking late (laughs) got no time to do rewrites so i just rammed in some complaints yeah you're one of those cops we've got to get him off the case yeah i'll never quit I need to find more info on Scott Watson on his Thomas Cook flight. <laughs> oh man! Well, I try. I even I went so far as to try and find him. I found some very uninteresting characters from the Greater Manchester area called Scott Watson, 
just yeah. your regular motorbike enthusiasts, your tattooed muscle men, that sort of shit, but not our Scott. Well, that's the problem. You're up against it. You're typing like Englishman named Scott threatens someone. With, he's got a gold bracelet. Yeah. And then that's, fuck, that's the internet. That's most of the internet there. I know. Real hard to find. Needle in a haystack stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, he'd recently been somewhere hot on a holiday. No, nah, that's not helping. Yeah. Same. <laughs> you actually can't narrow it down. He's got tats. No. Nah, yeah. Checked same. all the skin cancer <laughs> clinics in, in Manchester from 2007. No records. Uh, there's 50 Scots going in there in the middle of winter. Um, there was also a Scott Watson Disney Imagineer. His name's Scott Watson. He got his pilot license and crashed his beachcraft, obviously, oh. a couple of years ago. So. I mean, realistically, with a common name like that, you've got to do something real fucking crazy. Like a rainbow <laughs> fading in the twinkling of an eye. Gone too soon. As, as, tempted I, as tempted I am as I am to learn how to fly, it just, the, the risk reward is too great. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> do not do it unless you can go straight for a jet don't do it you got in a twin prop the other day didn't you yeah I did come in, uh, the other week. week coming back from grapes of work grapes of work grapes of mirth yeah um, in Launceston normal virgin Australia 737 on the way over on the way back little Qantasling um, good fun yeah and how got a Qantas got me two drinks you got seat 1A? Uh, pretty close, 1C, I believe. They got us two drinks in a 40-minute flight. See, people are scared of small planes, but there's less people to serve on them, so you're going to get double. Did they just about have a look at you and give you two at the start? Just yeah, d- there you go, two mate. straight up. Irish handcuffs. <laughs> have these, buddy. <laughs> two beers. <laughs> if we keep his hands busy, he yeah. can't do anything bad. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. If you want to support us, get on patreon.com slash midflightbrawl to help keep the lights on here at MFB HQ. Yeah. We've got live shows coming up. Sydney, March the 5th. Gold Coast, Adelaide, Hobart, Lonnie and Canberra all coming up soon. Get on midflightbrawl.com. Heggy, live tour coming up. Yeah, oh, yeah, lots of shows, actually. I've got a show called You're Stupid starting in a town near you. Check out lukehege.com. Get around the websites, midflightbrawl.com, lukehege.com, nickcody.com.au for my tour dates. And uh, get on the Insta, send us a message. We really do appreciate it. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 